Inspired living is about feeling your unique aliveness in all the corners of your life. I'm Daniela, educator, coach, healer, and soul guide with Inspired Living. And I'm Abby, a coach, an herbalist, a healer, and co-creator at Inspired Living. Abby and I are best friends who've been sitting around our campfire together with our tea for 12 years, doing our spiritual growth and development with oodles of tears and laughter. We joyfully invite you to join us around the fire with your tea here at the Inspired Living Podcast. Today's episode is all about what is your background emotion and a magical story about the raccoon and the post-it. So grab your tea, settle in, and let's spend some time together and connect. So this is our second episode. We're really excited about this podcast. Abby and I, for those of you that didn't see the first story, um, my name is Daniela, and I'm here with my bestie, my person, Abby Layden, and um, we're here to to really be a part of the movement that many of you are live as, and that is the movement of inspired living. And what does that mean? So maybe over to you first, just to kind of recap, like, okay, what is inspired living? What does that mean to you right now in this moment? Because even how we how we define things will change depending on just the lens in the moment. Um, the lens in the moment for me, when you said inspired living in this moment, I heard being awake in my life, being really awake in my life, having, um, the power of choice presence, uh, and inspired for me is when divine creativity is just flowing in a natural flow through my life. And uh, it's a, it's really a state for me of of being really alive in the world, and that can mean a lot of things. It can mean the whole range and scope of emotion and experience and thought. And I'm choosing it. I'm awake in it. I'm alive in it. I am flowing through it. Oh my gosh. I think that's like, oh, this is always the opening to like, what does inspired living mean for me right now? Right? Yes. Like, oh, I love that. And hey, I want to say, hi, Rhonda. It's so sweet to be Rhonda. with you. Hi, Attila. Hi. You know, I, um, I love how you like inspired living doesn't always mean happy or bubbly or it can. Yes. Yeah. Right. For me, it's really about feeling in and it's the feeling of being in di direct, direct connectedness, the, the felt sensation mm. of connection. It's not just to, to the divine or to divinity. It's to and as, because it's breathe, insp inspiration means to be breathed, to be, to be breathed into by the div divine creative forces. So it's this, being in sync with yourself. That's it. Like in this moment, that's mug worthy, like tattoo worthy for in, in Sharpie, you know, cause I don't know that that's what I would tattoo permanently, but yet inspired living for me is when I feel, I feel as an embodied experience in sync with myself with a big ass. And that self can be fill in the blank synonymous with consciousness, my soul, um, the force, mm. the voice of the friend, higher self, 
my soul, like so many different words. Yet that's the heart of it is I feel in sync with myself mm-hmm. and I can feel vitally alive. There's a crispness to it. For me, there's a, there's a crispness. Ooh, I love that word. Aliveness, right? Like, and, yes. and, I, and, and even softness can still have a crispness to it. Like it's not, it's like a, it's like a good crunchy fall apple right off the tree. The best apple. It's like, it's defined. It's, it's, there's no, the texture is so palpable Mm. being alive as it's not just in the living moment at play. It's alive as the living moment at play. I'm not separate from what I'm perceiving and experiencing. Though again and again, I forget that. And that's what the Buddhists talk about Maya. The Maya is the, the field of apparent, illusory-like nature of reality. They're not saying shit's not real, but it's yes. the illusory-like nature of reality. So that for me, and when I feel in my, in, in my capacity as inspired living, there's a crispness to it. And I can feel soft in crispness. I can feel agony. I don't like agony. And yet I can, I can feel the crispness of it because I'm at the place in my life now where I can be with the full range of my human experience sober. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, I have goosebumps. I think what you just said is so powerful. I love the metaphor or the visual, the feeling of crispness. It's, it's to me, what I felt as you were speaking, that is, you know, when you walk into the crisp air, not, I'm not talking about cold, but crisp, it's a, it's a crispy day and anything it's like almost as if the air is thin and it's thin because you're almost, you become, I don't know what it is about that particular kind of air. I know. Are you you ready for this? Tommy. My dad, Tommy, we call him Tommy. He's the unseen realm. Here's what he would always say on a crisp day. Did not cold. It could be warm. Yeah. And he'd say, Dan, because everybody calls me Danny, but he would call me, and he would call me Dan. Dan, look at the air. This could be just on a sunny afternoon. He'd say, see how crisp it is? You see, this is when all the, all the molecules are lined up. There's an alignment. Oh my God. Talking about a molecular alignment. Oh, I have, I literally have, I have actual goosebumps. That is amazing. It's a molecular alignment. It was so sharp. It was like, it was like when you like, okay, this is my nightmare, (laughs) right? Yeah, it's like my nightmare is just- I love that you did this for us. Thank you so much for being willing to- Here's the right. You're polishing. Aramdas would say it's polishing the mirror. Yep. We're polishing, or or the lantern, so the light can 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 shine really bright. You have yes. to polish the outside of the lantern, or to see and feel the crispness of the living moment, which comes from inside you, because you're the eyeballs projecting out. The crispness depends on you. Yes. It, Not that-, that shit's crisp. Or yep. aligned, it's your inner alignment now is reflected back to you. That's the key. It's your really your inner crispness that gets reflected back. I love that so much. Well, Rhonda's brilliant. See, I love people's brilliant. Everybody's so this is what Katie said. Rhonda, I need to acknowledge you and, and anyone listening. Katie, one of our teachers, would say that she's she, don't please 
always remember that everybody has equal wisdom. And I love when just like, that's a, that's tattoo worthy Rhonda. So hang on, I can't uh, seeing and feeling through the lens of love, crisp clarity. It is. It's exactly it. That's so beautiful. So beautifully said. Oh, Rhonda, I love that. Lens of love. Oh my gosh. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're polishing. That Absolutely. is what's getting polished. And so that the, that inner alignment, that inner clarity, that inner everything, it's going to, and when I see life as muddy, there's something that tells me like, and what is muddy? It's really good to know what your muddy version of life looks like and what the flavors and textures are. The, the texture may feel muddy. However, for me, muddy texture is generated by my mind when I'm in blaming or shame. Yeah. Blaming will be the outward, but t- t- more typically, uh, or shame as the inward. And those two are where my world falls out of crisp uh, uh, molecular alignment. It's it, yes. it's real life. And that's what makes it now humid. <laughs> <laughs> humid, yes, exactly. <laughs> what you said is important to know your what your muddiness feels like because the background mood of your um muddiness I love background mood go for it please run with it so brilliant this is one of my this is so from Sophie McLean who's who is one of my mentors one of my beloved mentors and this is her teaching and it's so potent for me is that in the space of our you know, we all have a certain amount of patterning that we picked up from our childhood years. That's our survival mechanisms. That's what we would call the ego. It's, it's the persona that we, we, um, we put into the world when we are surviving the world. Right. So that's different than when we're, um, in my experience, that experience of surviving the world is not the same as when I feel really awake and crisp. That's there's a different texture to those two ways of experiencing the world. And everyone's individual ego, everyone's individual survival has a, a mood in the background. There's sort of a there's sort of a bubble around your whole life that when you are in um, survival, stress, discomfort of any kind, there's a very particular and individual mood that will settle upon your life. So for me, my sort of background mood, like for example, if I'm out in the world, I'm having a great time. I'm let's say I'm seeing friends. I might still go home and I come into my house and there's that mood again. And for me, the mood is sort of a, sort of a sad, lonely sort of mood. And that's, that is the mood for me of my survival. It's the mood of my ego. It's the, the, um, (laughs) it's the humidity lens that I look through when I'm on automatic and I'm, and I don't feel like I'm in my clarity, my, my love lens. Um, it's so like a, like the yeah, elevator music yeah. that would be, it was like the elevator music that would be playing in the background. And like, what is it? Like, it would be like, totally. be what Muzak artist would it be? <laughs> what Muzak is your background mood? <laughs> and I love Muzak. Side note, that's a fun totally. game. To play. You're like, wait a minute. Is that Jim Muzak, Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is that Enya? 
You know, oh, is that the orchestral music version of Sa- Come Sail Away? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, keep going. So the music, so you've so got I, the music. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's really important to just start noticing when you start to sink into that sort of muddy place. What does yours very specifically feel like? It will be different likely than those around you. Mm-hmm. And it's, and then it's a, then this is a word that I always hold from Danny, which is it's, it's a temple bell. Like when I start to feel the, that kind of lonely, weird, sad, start, start seeping in. It's a temple bell for me. Like, Oh, Oh, wait a second. Something's happening here. Um, and that's what a about- agitation. We, I, th- I don't remember if we talked about this on Tuesday or not, but how, or maybe it was in mentorship circle, always the perpetual reminder that any sensation of agitation is your ally alerting you to pause and, and go inward and now inquire, ask around, like ask the, the versions of yourself, right? In this moment, let's come have tea and regroup and see what's going on. Mm. Um, so agitation isn't always a prickly, it can be a melancholy. Yes. You want to know what your sensations of agitation are. Yeah. Um, so do you have a background mood that, that comes, that tends to blanket you? Yeah, and this is where, where I, I like um, Enneagram. I think Enneagram always gives beautiful insight as to the many facets that we are. I think I would define it as melancholy. Is, and that's not quite the same as what you described. There's a similarity and there's a difference. Yeah. Melancholy has, I think, a little more to, it involves rumination. Ah. Isn't it? It's, it's, it's like, and it's not even like quite cyclical thinking. It, it can be, I can get sucked into the replaying of a loop and- mm-hmm. Because the background story of type four, my automatic sort of sadness would be described in the language of everybody else belongs. Like I, 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 I am just never going to be part of the group or the whole or the, I am always separate. Hmm. No matter how part of the group it appears. So it's like, there's that, that coming into there's just a yeah melancholy will can settle um and it requires attentiveness you know i like enneagram never to box us into our personality type more as a way of describing a how we operate unconsciously and on autopilot b russ uh, and uh, and jessica described it as the nine distinct ways our systems carry tension and the nine pathways to like softening or the journey from personality to essence. Like those are the oftentimes, oh, it's also described as the nine faces of the soul. So so I would say that the background Muzak would be melancholy, which, and if you know me, maybe that would, you know, if, if you just know me from, frontward facing, you may think, oh my gosh, she's really bubbly and joyful. That's surprising. 
um, in my quiet moments, I'm just very, I'm just very aware that that's there and it requires a deep honoring, uh, a combination of honoring, getting to the source of getting to the root of and, um, and sometimes a little bringing a little will saying, okay, we're, we're interrupting this. We're going to go outside, just going outside. Nature is always my, my like, go out, go, go eight feet out the front door and just breathe right that is tremendous just opening the door and taking one step out into the outside alters my whole day no yep that's beautiful I actually really love how you brought in that will piece as well I think for some of us that's not necessarily intuitive oddly even though it seems like maybe it would be um again that we could go we could go right back to our first episode about the the three centers but that that will piece is really important I I also want to say I just was reminded of like one of the things that I really love about you is that that background music is where the gold is Mm -hmm. and you have been very conscious over your journey in the years I've known you and especially in these last like few years or year or is is that I'm gonna really go meet that aspect because it is so easy like when you hear a clunky noise in your car to just turn up oh my god yes turn up the music or oh here's that background music again I'm gonna push the blender on right I'm gonna I'm gonna just drown it out or I'm going to I'll scroll Yes. Extract from the discomfort because it's that background music until you really work with it skillfully. And sometimes with a solid guide, it's like, well, okay, what do I do with it? I'm here with it. And I don't know what, how to work with it. What do I do? Okay. Here I are in the music. Um, (laughs) Now what? It's so, I'm all set. I've been hearing this my whole life. Like, so let's Turn to something to change the way we feel. I think that is the, not only is pain oftentimes the source of why we turn to habits, patterns, and addictions, but unless we have someone in our world that teaches us how to work with that background music, we can only do the logical thing. And that's like distract from it and change the way we feel because it's maddening. It can be maddening. It can. And I love, I absolutely love what you just said because, and thank you for that very sweet acknowledgement. And it's like a forever journey, but it's just, you know, sometimes you start listening to that music and you're like, Ooh, I do not like that. Like, I don't like it. It's bad music. Sometimes there's a lot of this bad music. Like, I don't (laughs) like it. I don't want to be in this elevator anymore. Get me out. Sometimes that's really how it feels. And it can feel that uncomfortable. Like it can, it can almost feel like, like claustrophobic, get me out of this elevator with this horrible, bad jazz, you know? Why wouldn't you get the Cheez-Its or the spit or the cigarette or the wine? Why wouldn't you? Oh, if you don't know what to do with the music. Yes. And it's, and I think, um, that, that process of just beginning again to like, just beginning to listen to, to listen with, with a sense of, um, allowing that music to be there, even when you don't like the sound of it, just uh, feeling that feeling, that background feeling, just that's where I started was like acknowledging that it was there. Okay. 
there is a feeling here and I feel it all the time and I don't like it. And we don't need to be spiritual about it. That's another thing I really had to, I actually had to unlearn some of my spiritual programming about, you know, I, I had to kind of be okay with, ah, I don't actually, I don't like how this feels. I don't feel good right now. And that's my, that's my current opinion of how this feels. I don't like it. So, um, we could go way, way, way deeper into this specific bubble. <laughs> well, and let's, and let's also bring Kim on. I just, I, like that would be, this would be such a great conversation. I was to just thinking about Kim. However, yeah, he just described what we had actually thought we would be chit-chatting about today. Yes, and yeah. then you just, you just marry Oliver, Oliver that. I don't know if you realize it because so friends, we, we were like, oh, what do we want? You know, what do we get to share today? And one of the things that I, I really love and Abby and I both love are practices, simple, simple practices that are actionable, that you can test and measure the results of to see how it changes the way you treat yourself, others in the world, right? Like that's the litmus of a good practice is, do I like me more? Yeah. <laughs> people like me more, not from an approval sort of way, but just there's, there's more joy and intimacy, connectedness and yes. fun, right? Like like it's just, yes. <laughs> it's, pleasant. it's more pleasant, right? Those are good measures, right? Is it? Yes. And, um, and so you just described the Mary Oliver's instructions for living a life. Some of you may know this and, and I, we, we both really enjoy take a, take one practice and test it thoroughly for some measure, some measurable period of time and measure oh. the results. Yes. And when you said, I'm just going to go, I'm, you, you have to notice it first. You have to notice the background music. And can you just be with it is step two. And then talking about it. Okay. So Mary Oliver's simple directions, uh, instructions for, uh, for living a life is step one pay attention. So we're going to invite you all into this exploration for the month of January to have this be a primary practice and measure the results, measure the effects and the results. Step one, pay attention. Addiction oftentimes and habits, patterns, addictions to change the way we feel arise because we're not consciously noticing the music, yet the felt sensations are in our body. Yes. The music or like there's a jackhammer quietly, like in the background, you feel it in your body. And it's like, let's change that. So one is to pay attention. Step two, according to Mary Oliver's uh, instructions for living a life is be astonished. Mm, and there are a few different ways. I love the word astonished. You, to, you know, you can look up synonyms for astonished. Astonishment has some, has some flavors of awe in it. It has some some flavors of curiosity and wonder, right? So um, astonishment, there's science about how important astonishment actually is for us as a spiritual being have a, having a human experience at earth school. Astonishment is there's a whole book called, I think the wonder of awe is about the science of awe um, that came out a year or two ago. The third step is tell about it. So mm -hmm. pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. So we were, we were invite you into this experiment, this exploration for this month to test that as one of your primary spiritual practices. And what I love about spiritual practice is synonymous with 
live it in the curriculum of your life exactly as your life is. That's what spiritual practices are. It means you live them in your life on the court, not when you're like off on your own, sitting on a cushion or comfortable and in contemplation. I mean, yes, you can contemplate these. However, practices or spiritual practices are to be lived in our engagement in our lives, right? When you get that text message, that's that just does the to you. Or when you see a name or, you know, when you're stuck in traffic or you name it, anything that can really poke at you. These practices are equally as valuable. Pay attention, be astonished, be curious and, and, and talk about it. Tell about it. Connect. We are wired. I have it that the three human needs beyond like food, clothing, shelter are connection, fulfillment, and awe or astonishment. That those three are like essential for our feeling free and self-expressed. So we thought this would be fun to kind of share our field notes when we come back to these conversations. Like what's unfolding for you uh, as you pay attention? What does it mean to pay attention? Because in my world, pay attention doesn't mean now walk around, experience your life from a heightened intensity. No, 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 no. I'll hypervigilance. No, no, right. You Because you can't sustain that. That's stressful. I know there's a whole series of chemicals that happen. I think it goes from like cortisol to something else. Like you can have a little cortisol initially. And then if that keeps going and doesn't shut off, it becomes something else that's even more um, yucky. (laughs) 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 We need people like Kim and other people who know all the science-y words because- Yes, we do. I just, I'm like, mm, that's yucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite stories to share just about what pay attention actually means. In, mm-hmm. in my world, pay attention is the effect of our nervous system being regulated and you being in flow in the moment. Oh, I love that. I love that pay attention is a, is um like a consequence of being, being in flow or being, an yeah, I love that effect. So one day my son, my youngest son, who's 17 now was in where he was in later elementary school, I think about to transition from fifth to sixth grade and asked if he could change his name to Ethan from, from Bo. And I was like, Oh, of course, you know, like without, I, I didn't, I didn't need to like negotiate this. If this is clearly what he wants, of course you can be pickle if you like need to be right. <laughs> work with that um luckily it was Ethan like that just makes life easier all around you know Uh, that said um in that moment and I said you know can you tell me a little a little more it was like a yes and and tell me more yes and tell me more in that moment what captured my attention this is Uh, where inspired living comes uh, in my head was Hold, I don't know if you remember part one of this story, to there was a young boy, I swear this is like out of a cartoon, picture a tree and picture a boy going around it looking. And at the same time, a raccoon who was on the tree <laughs> going around it too so that they were not eye to eye. And I'm like, I'm like, and I said, can I still call you Bo though? Is that okay? He said, yes, that was okay. And I think I, I think there was not a pressure there. Um, I said, 
oh my gosh, are you seeing this? And he was like, yeah, broad daylight. I don't think he had rabies, you know? <laughs> and the, the, the raccoon is a symbol in the, in the totem world. It can carry the message of unmasking your identity. So here in this moment, he's telling me about a, tra a transformation of his identity, unmasking from going from Bo into his initiation into Ethanhood. And there's a raccoon circling a boy about the same age, right? So, so that scene ends and I'm astonished and we're talking about it. We're like, oh shit, do you see this? <laughs> we're talking about name change and whoa. So, and it's really cool to share this way of being, pay attention, be astonished and tell about it. Um, oh, hi, uh, in, with, within your family structure, because you're, you're teaching by example, you're teaching your aliveness and inspired living. So then, so he goes to the, his next thing and I go on a walk up Seneca street, either Seneca or Buffalo. Because at the time I'm, see, when I take pictures, I also pretend I'm taking photos for National Geographic. Of course. Obviously. Of course. Obviously. Like, there's no other way. Consideration. They're in the consideration file. <laughs> You're like, angles. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even share them anywhere. It's not even like I take any effort to share them on social media. It's just a moment. Like, I'm like, totally. I like getting down. I'm like, yes. oh, I'm in a horse stance. I'm really, I got this shot. Yeah. It's just the yep. fun of it. It's just like natural framing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, so I'm on a, and I'll go on a, a theme, a kick theme of one theme. I'll take like a bajillion pictures of. So this is springtime. And this is the time of year here in Ithaca where I don't even know what kind of tree. Cause that's not my arena. That's Abby's. I love all trees. Abby knows what they're called. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> this one, and I'm taking pictures of, okay, thick ass bark. Mm. T-A-B, okay? <laughs> That's amazing. I'll be saying that. Right now, like, the, like eye level of a tree trunk. How does this happen? And you can probably inform, educate us. How does such a soft, shoot is it called a shoot of new tree hmm. bust through thick oh. bark okay does i i in my mind in my non non-sciencey know the fancy words brain i'm like and i do a deep voice like i'm like well must be some enzyme that's secreted <laughs> you know, i'm like there's something some kind <laughs> Magic is happening. And somehow this very fragile light mm -hmm. green new like the nubs are coming out of the trees. Yeah, a little tiny. Or they're about this long, you know, at this point. And and the, the bark has parted ways. I, I would like to know actually, is it is some, you know, is there some I have absolutely no clue what the science is behind that? And I love the visual. You know, it's miraculous. It's like when you see those pictures of a miraculous. dandelion growing up through concrete, right? Those it, are my favorite. I love, I love when plants grow through concrete. It's my favorite. So I'm on a kick taking pictures of these walking up Buffalo Street after the raccoon and the boy. Um, and and Bo has said I'd like to be called Ethan. 
So now yet again, I've just taken my last one. I'm like, oh, I'm down there. I got this cool. And suddenly again, just like my, I felt my head moved. Hmm. The raccoon, I feel my head be moved down on the ground. I see a blue post-it face down on the ground. Oh my God. I can already feel the twinkles. If you had said to me, what do you think is on that post-it? I knew what was on the post-it and I would have not had the courage to utter it because it oh. is, it's like, I, you know what I mean when I say that. I love what oh, you do. My hand reached oh. down to pick up the post-it and this is so old now, it's so faded. But friends that are here that have stayed with the story this long, bless you. <laughs> of 80 minute story I've told. Um, what do you think was written on the post-it? Any guesses? All guesses are good guesses. Okay, I'm gonna share it with you. Um, let me see. <laughs> As Ethan, E-T-E-T-H-A-N. Like if you were in person, you'd see it better. Little tiny, look, teeny tiny blue post-it was face down. And so my, I did, you, me too. I never, it's, I know, I know. So this is the, it, it's the name that my son a half hour earlier was saying he wanted to be officially known by. And so this is the, like the pay attention. I didn't have to walk around in a, in a hypervigilance of, all right, show me the magic. Show me the magic, right? It's yes, like, yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. Effect of <laughs> being in your inner harmony. Mm. Oh my God. And okay, and so I'm gonna drag Ram into this, DR Butler. He, again and again, a thousand different ways, how many different ways he said in his course, living in the truth of the present moment, your dharma is to be in harmony with your karma. Translation, your job description is to be in inner alignment with yourself as you navigate what is in this living moment at play exactly as it is. That's what karma is. Karma is simply just what is right now. What is, what is happening is karma. You don't have to figure out if it's good or bad. It's just fucking what is. And so oh when I abide in an inner harmony, it doesn't mean I always do. When I do, the effect is inspiration moves me to the magic that is waiting for me to be so leveled in astonishment, wonder, curiosity, and awe that here we are talking about it. <laughs> yes <clears throat> oh my gosh thank you so much that was such a perfect story to illustrate those um that way of being in a life because we can as you said we could interpret that in millions of different ways and that <clears throat> story really showed how you know, if, if in that moment, Danny had chosen to, which is again, this is, we're not doing judging, but we're just, I like, if, if in that moment you had reacted instead, perhaps like, oh, well, why? And I don't like that name and you know, whatever else I named you. I want to, yeah. Yes. How quick, how quickly that magic, the astonishment would likely um, drain from that moment. There's no room, there's not room for it. 
It's not the timeline we'd be aligned with. If we want to get, again, not my arena. I'm not a, a, an epic quantum reality educator. And I grew up on choose your own adventure books. I know moment by moment, the choices we make are the only choices we can make at any given moment. So there's the innocence of what we choose in any given moment. And it aligns you with the timeline, the, the plot twist, the, the plot unfolding of your life because it's the appropriate. Mm. It's appropriate for your development. So if in another, if I had pooped on his rainbow in that moment and that we would have played that track out because it would have been appropriate. Yes. And again, like you said, I've pooped on many a rainbow, like oh, in my yes. head. So. Absolutely same. And as you said, um, as, as which is Ram's teaching is that if, if that, if that then became the living moment, then that then becomes the living moment. That then is what there is to do in that moment. If I if, hijacked it with my agenda, then that's what I get. That's yeah. the timeline I get. I don't get to turn to page 34 to be in my canoe and go to the cave. No, I've gone to page 87 where we eat turkey sandwiches. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Absolutely. And I want to say about the, because we're talking about this as a practice. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this practice is that it is engageable at any moment. So what's a, another uh, turn to page 56 might be, oh, I started with a reaction, but then I noticed, then I paid attention. Yes. Yes. Which I love. One, two, three. You can be like one, two, whoop, one. Yes. Love and that it. happens sometimes. All I mean, it happens oh, all the reverse time. Reverse engineering. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is our. I just want everyone to know that this is our extent of science, and it will come through. We will say reverse engineering with full it. confidence <laughs> <laughs> and release of enzymes. Absolutely, with complete <laughs> confidence. <laughs> And that, and we're, and we're here for that. So, so that's such a, thank you for sharing that because it is, it demonstrated the magic that I really, I mean, I've had other experiences, very similar ones where the magic is so potent and so actually unbelievable in a way, astonishment kind of gets me to like, Oh my God, is this possible? Um, and it, and, and here's something else too about this practice. This is sort of a, this is, a, I'm taking a bit of a sidebar, but I'm doing this in honor of, of Mary Oliver, the, the Magnificent. Um, this process I think is, is so again, individual and specific to you. And it does have to do with learning to listen to how your own inner voice or inner world speaks to you. So for example, I, love to write poetry. I don't think I'm great at it. I just like it. I like how it feels to express myself in language in a, in a more poetic or symbolic way. But I didn't realize how much I liked it until I started to notice, pay attention, that I would be walking through my day and a singular line or maybe two or three words would just drop in. And I used to sort of just, you know, hear them and move along with my day. And then I, I started writing them down. And as I would write down the three words or the phrase that was, that would drop in the rest would start to unfold. 
And before I knew it, I'd have what I would call a poem (laughs) just for me, just for me. And then um, the tell about it part is when there are moments where I'm like, oh, I want to share this. I want to share this with somebody. I want to share this out loud with myself. Sometimes I'll read it out loud to myself. So why I'm saying that is that's new for me. That's a totally new way of engaging with my inner world that I honestly didn't even notice before. I just kind of started here's what it is. I started trusting myself. I just started trusting my, and when I say myself, I mean, my soul. I mean, of course, like whatever cosmic beings are present with me and, and supporting me guides, whatever it is, but I just started trusting it. And and I stopped a ignoring it. That was step one and B I stopped pushing it away. I started inviting it in. Like, I don't need to be some kind of um, trained, perfect poet with published books to call myself an artist. I don't have to do that. I get to listen to those three words and write them down and engage with my own self in that way. So the reason I'm sharing that is a, because like Mary Oliver as a poet is such a, (laughs) such an incredible (laughs) inspiration with this kind of, um, with these kinds of directions, but B it is, I think it's so important to really engage with our own unique and special way of engaging with those, those three steps. And it's, it is vast. It is impossibly vast how many ways you can engage with your own inner guidance, your own relationship with yourself, your own trust of that inner voice or inner vision, whatever it is that you, you experience. And I am such a, again, we're circling back to inspired living. Like I'm such a stand for people getting to know really well what their own special, unique, magical unicorn guidance is um, inside. So yeah, that is beautiful. Well, you just brought it home. You just brought it home to, this is really about creation. Yes. The aliveness of the moments of the Ethan story and the poetry and the emergence of these is about we're in co-creation with creation as the creation. Yes. Like, yes, it's so good. Like, <laughs> when you say, like, well, you're the you're the actor, the director, the writer, the audience. That's it. That's where it's all truth. That's why Ram's course was living in the truth of the present moment. It's not about opinions, perceptions, views. That's not what truth is. Truth is the oneness of yourself co-creating with and as creation in the created living moment of play. Like, yeah. and that's what magic is. Katie even says, the clearer you get, the more magic arises in your life. That's magic to hear those three words. That's your unique expression and flavor and texture of magic. And our coke, our, our creative experience, our inspired living is a profound intimacy with and as, with and as the dance of life. Yes. yes. It's a, a profound intimacy. And that intimacy is so exciting 
and you have to pay attention to catch it, to catch those three words. Yes. You have to be astonished by them and do something with them. Yeah. And then share about it because we are here to inspire one another. You're to be inspired and inspire one another. And by sharing our creativity, hmm. creativity has just like you said, so many vast expressions, infinite expressions. Oh, like really? I just shared on, I shared a really just touching uh, story of a man who in, I'm going to make up all the details. They're probably not accurate, but the heart of it will be accurate. Man in Dublin named Bob every night cooks 50 trays of curry and he puts them in little containers and he brings them out to those for whom a hot meal is a, is a game changer in their day. He does this just quietly on his own. That's inspired living. That's creation. You're creating. We are creators. We're creators. And we do not, we will feel a lack of our aliveness, our vitality, our intimacy with being in sync with ourself, our soul, the force, consciousness, the divine. When we turn away from our unique embodied experiences of that magic. And one more nuance, if, if I could add to what you just said, when we turn away from, turning away from that unique magic can look like, I'll make it real. It could look like me in my head, which is what I used to do saying, well, I'm not, I'm not a poet. I couldn't do that. It can look as, it can be as subtle as, oh, well, what I write isn't good. It can be that subtle. It really, turning away from your own unique magic can be one phrase that slashes the magic, that that separates you from your own magic. And then you, if you believe that, right? If I believe that, which I have before, by the way, I'm not like saying I haven't believed that thought, I absolutely have. It's so easy to hear that thought, believe it, and just turn away. Oh, well, I'm not a writer. So who, you know, who do I think I am or whatever it is? So part of getting embodied into that magic, as you said it so beautifully, I think, is... knowing well what what thoughts feelings or experiences turn us from the astonishment and being able to to pay attention to those and say thank you so much for that uh for your opinion that I'm not a good writer and I'm writing down these three words anyway because I want I want to feel the astonishment of my intimacy with myself and my life because I long I desire that kind of intimacy and connection with myself and my life. Can we be scared and do the thing anyway? Scared and do it anyway. You know, Ram says we, our mind only does two things. Thankfully, it's just two. It only, it thinks <laughs> and it doubts. So doubt turns you now, oh, you go down door number one where you where where things will feel black and white, just, just a black and white life, black and white living. It's not full technicolor. Yeah. And Technicolor has all the hues. It's not just about happy, happy, happy. It's mm -hmm. it's the full being able to be with the full spectrum of all the facets of ourselves, experiencing ourselves as creative beings, mm -hmm. and being able to build a stamina 
and a courage to be with the discomfort of welcoming back into the light of awareness those aspects of ourselves that either were hidden from it because of shame or doubt just turned them off. Hmm. Um, sorry, all the sorry, all the dings and the um, hmm. so it, it's that doubt. That just moves us from, oh, there was a there was a, an opening, the technicolor was coming, and then right, it just well, just gonna go back to black and white. And we get to choose that. Yeah. And okay. we're just here to be, yes, we're just here to be in this conversation with you of, you know, what do you I think it was Mary Oliver? I love the uh the looking through the lens of this one precious day, and she's the one that really brought into the world what do you want to do with this one precious life? Hmm. Do you are are like if it feels black and white, no one's coming to save you. No one's coming to save you no from one. the black and white. However, start paying attention, start being astonished and connect with others to talk about it. Talk about what's astonishing to you is your aliveness. Mm. We need to talk to one another. We need to share. We need to, if you love, that's why I love like my Facebook algorithm. I said this the other day, I'm very intentional about. I have deal. the most <laughs> groups that come up. Like I open my Facebook, it is a party of for my soul because it's either National Geographic, picture beautiful pictures of the world. I love birds. Um, isn't like you know it's like so I go to the places where other people like my weird quirky aliveness and yes. and things in common. Like there are many others like you, and we can use technology, you know not to mention being in person um, in such ways to, to at least start, come back, start coming back to life, find other people that love your flavor of unusual and interesting and, and yes. beautiful. Yes. That's so huge. Oh, oh, Rhonda says, get out of my head, Abby. <laughs> oh, Rhonda, <laughs> yes. I love it. And it was so sweet to be with you, Jamie. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who who is with us and spending time with us. It's really meaningful for us. Truly. We love to get to be on these conversations and, and present with all of you. It's, it's such a gift. So we'd love for you to share with us. I'll put, um, yes. where we, now we have a thing because we want to be able to share with people, with everyone. Like now this justifies the inspired living Facebook group as a place to share. Yeah. Um, like, okay, how's this experiment going for you? What are you paying attention to being astonished about? And tell us about it. Talk, let's, let's share about it. So we'll figure out something. We'll figure out a. Yeah, I think to, I'll just say to everyone, you know, we, we are evolving this dream and we will create spaces for this dream to, to live. Speaking of being creators, that's exactly what we're engaging in with this process. So we'll keep everyone updated on on spaces that you can go to stay engaged with, with us and answer these questions. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, it's part of the dream for us. One thing I can say is there is a mentorship circle that does run and you can check it out. If you're just like, oh, I'm kind of curious. It's like a buck a month. Uh, I mean, like for the first month, just to see like, is this my cup of tea, my pizza, my jam kind of thing. And we did just discuss this on Tuesday is like, okay, we're going to focus on this practice for, for, um, for th this, this month. And I'm just sharing with that. I'm sharing that with you friends as information, not a, a, a pitch. Okay. Um, and there's also the soul quest starts on the, on January 21st soul quest is a 21 day journey where we 
get to immerse in a different quality of being different set of directions every day. So I'll share that link in here in case you're interested, but that's just, again, I'm just sharing information. This podcast is always free. Uh, what would you like to, oh, thank you, Rhonda. Thank you. It's so sweet to be on this travel with you. Um, so Abby, what are you pressing to just in close as we, as we will be back on Tuesday. So five, five days, so there's my hand math, five days. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday to, you know, it, it'd be really sweet to share field notes. Like yeah. if you make this your primary practice for, for five days until Tuesday, yeah. you know, what, what do you notice? Be scientists. I love that. Oh, Christopher, thank you. Christopher just shared soul quest. Oh, thank you, Christopher. Um, oh, soul quest. Okay. I'm going to, Daniela won't say this, but I will. Uh, soul quest is one of the most potent and powerful, um, set of tools, practices, and keys of awareness that I have ever come across in, you know, 15 years of spiritual work. It is, um, I've been in the development of this with me since we met, like this, this, this program has like <laughs> times. In every time it's different. And this iteration is different. I think I shared with you. It, this one is less about the simple, oh, we didn't even talk about simple directions. Let's talk about simple directions on Tuesday. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, Um, But the soul quest gives you an opportunity to connect more with your own inherent wisdom than, than any old nonsense I have to offer. <laughs> and to really let yourself like become relaxed at connecting with your, that, that voice of guidance in, in the space between our thoughts. Because often I, I remember when I was much, much younger and I would hear that voice and wonder like, where's this coming from? It, it, you know, is a, am I supposed to follow this or, or not? And how do we become really relaxed, relaxed with our ability to connect to our own wisdom and to follow it through? Um, relaxed is really everything becoming more and more relaxed. I think tension is one of our biggest challenges in our culture of unnatural busyness and distraction. And it creates a tension in the body. So long as we're carrying tension and I like tension more than I like the language of stress or anxiety, there's a tension we typically carry and we're unaware of it because it becomes so our norm mm. that if we don't know how to relax, tension closes us off from inspiration. Busyness mm. and tension are the greatest inhibitors of our ability to feel ourselves in the current of inspiration. Mm. Yeah, I think actually what you just said gave me the perfect it's, it's really, to me, these keys give you, the soul quest gives you a, it does give you access to connecting with your own wisdom in such a deep way. So for, to me, if <laughs> the, the whole topic of this podcast today was, was really about learning to connect and trust more deeply that inner wisdom and and for me, the keys are are an access point for that. So and they're fun. So fun. Like, it's 
it's so feels fun. good to have fun and to share about it. Like what fun unfolded for you when you fought, when you practice this today and to come back together and share. It's like, it's like when you go out trick-or-treating, you dump out your, your bag yes. and it's like, Ooh, what, what did you get? What loot did you get? And Oh my gosh, you're going to share your Twix with me. That gave me an epiphany, right? It's like, man, that, 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 like we're on both a solo and in a group and solo quest here in this incarnation. It's like, you know, the knights of the, the that went into the forest, the knights of the round table, they traveled to the, the woods edge as a group. And yet when they got to the woods, they went in single file. Mm. So it's a both and we are here in, in as a collective and we are on our own unique individuated experience. Like the one wave saying to the other wave, like, hi, Bob. Hi, Dave, and your waves of the ocean, right? Like we're temporarily having these, like, hi. <laughs> and each wave is its, you know, each each fingy is the fingy of the hand. Like it's still hand. So. <laughs> I love when you say fingy. I just think it's one of my favorite Dannys. <laughs> love the fingies. <laughs> Yeah. That, comes from, yeah. that comes from Bo being little when he was really little and and his dad and I are both type four and like real and very high self-preservation so we're always looking for the details we're always looking at the, the like the background story is the details can kill you so like <laughs> and we would like if we saw a little thing in the corner of his eye we'd be like oh gotta get that out you know and he would go like because we were both it was like our feet <laughs> this is where it comes from all done, the pinkies. <laughs> <laughs> I was, or like, pick, you know, like, just, oh, what's that? Is that deadly? Is that some deadly rash? What's that? Is that like, oh, you know. So. All done, the pinkies. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, thank you for, for spending Thursday afternoon with us. It's really sweet to be with you. We love you. We look forward to, to reconnecting. We, you know, your field notes around pay attention, be astonished, and tell about it. Tell about it. Talk about it. I love the groups I'm in. Like, oh, like, you know, like I'm in so many Chihuahua lover groups, like where we just talk about Chihuahuas. I could talk about Chihuahuas like all the time. My dogs are sleeping and I'm looking at pictures of them. It's over the top and I love it. Yes. I have no problem with that obsession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us today, friends. So, so our, our hearts are really, really touched. Matt, Tony, thank you, Critifer. Rhonda, thank you, Sally. Thank you, Helen, Jamie, Jesse, Nisa, Laura. You guys are so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Ivy, thank you. Karen, we wish you a beautiful day. And um, I'll go back in my brain and think about what were some of the things we shared today that maybe we can just like, I think I mentioned Ram's course a few times. I'll put the link for living in the truth of the present moment here brilliant course whatever else we mentioned boop let's put in the comments great yeah. we love sharing resources with you like it's just so fun because they astonish us yes <laughs> and tell about it <laughs> exactly <laughs> have a beautiful day 
Thank you so much for spending the time today to have tea with us around the fire. If you would be so kind as to follow the podcast and share this episode, that helps us to know that you're enjoying it and that you won't miss an episode.